Welcome to Let's Swipe Online Dating Stories. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Swipe Online Dating Stories. Um, with you as always is uh, me, Amanda, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host Erica. Hi guys! Um, and then once again, we are delighted to have two special guests. We've got um, Gareth joining us again, and then we of course have Amy, who is often here with us, and we're so glad. Hi guys! Hello again. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to focus a little bit, at least for the first part of the podcast, um, on some best and worst dates of Amy's. I think back in one of our early episodes, Erica and I shared some of our best and worst online dating stories. And so we thought, hey, we never heard Amy's. So she's going to let us in on some of those. Uh, do you want to start with a best or a worst? Uh, I'll go with majority rules. What do you guys want to hear first? Best date or worst date? Let's go worst to best because we end on like a very nice note. Okay. Like not end, but like your stories are uplifting at the end, I guess. Okay. Yeah, we'll end on a high note. Okay. I like this. So I'm trying to think of how long ago. And, and by picking out my Picking out my worst date was actually a little bit of a challenge because I've had some really bad dates. Some of them, now that I look back on it, it's, you know, I can, enough time has passed that I can look back on them and laugh about it. Um, the one I picked, I'm still not laughing about it. it. It's kind of a long story. I met this guy on Match.com probably when I was in my late 20s, mid to late 20s. And when I met him, he claimed he had moved here from Ireland when he was 15. So he had a little bit of an accent. Well, we'd gone on a couple of dates. And long story short, I ended up back at his house. And we were sharing some really crappy vodka. And I didn't quite spend the night, but... By the end of the night, his accent had pretty much slipped and disappeared. Fast forward, this is a good five or six years later. I crossed paths with this guy again on a different dating app. And I think he emailed me, and he didn't remember that he and I had talked in the past. So we started talking, and I'm, and that was kind of one of these things where I just, I let him go. I didn't say anything, and it's like, hmm, okay, you know, he's decent. He sounds like he's changed and grown up a little bit. And when we met, we met at a little dive bar, and he bought bought me a drink, and you know, it was like, okay, this this could actually go somewhere. You know, I I teased him about having the fake accent and. What did he do when you confronted him about the fake accent? He was like, you mean we've met before? And I'm like, yeah, we met on Match. And so he actually had my old emails on his phone. And he pulled up his old emails. And he's like, oh, my God. And he, he was actually a little bit sheepish about it. Like, he was appropriately embarrassed, as he should have been. And he just, you know, he kind of owned it. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what was on with that so we uh we met had a really good first 
second, I don't know, what would that be? A second first date? Yeah. Okay. We had fun and kind of decided, okay, well, let's do this again. Well, we decided the next time we were, you know, he, he was, I found out that this guy's, one, I can't remember if it was his mom or his dad, but one of his parents was actually Irish. So he was of Irish descent, which is why I guess he likes to play up the whole I have an accent thing. You know, I mean, we've already established that accents are kind of awesome. So, you know, I guess I get it, even though. I mean, fake accents aren't awesome. This is true. So at no point during the second first or second second date did he have a fake accent so on the on the second date we met at another little it wasn't really a dive bar it was a place on an, in another part of the city that what has a it's like the irish bar section of town so he said that he wanted to go there to get fried chicken and i'm like okay i like fried chicken you know i really like fried chicken actually so he had a friend who was working at the bar, and I think the reason he chose this bar is because he was getting free drinks from the bartender, or, or he, he was hoping that his friend was working because I think he wanted to get free drinks. That com- I, I'm remembering this now because this will come up later. So he is ordering double vodkas on the rocks. Well, I like vodka, and when in Rome... Um, I'm ordering single vodka on the rocks. So I'm about three vodka on the rocks in. And at this point, I'm pretty much like, I'm starting to feel it. Well, I said, you know, we, I said, I don't care if you're hungry or not, but I need to order food because I'm not going to be able to move if we keep drinking like this. I, you know, I need to order food. I don't care if you want to eat, if you want to pass, whatever. It's like, I don't care what the circumstances are. I just need food so I don't pass out. So we we ordered chicken, and I decided to get up and go use the bathroom because that's what happens when you drink. Well, as I was getting up and walking past him to go to the bathroom, I felt a hand across the back of my ass, and it wasn't like he was feeling it. It was a full-on smack on the ass. Like he spanked you? Yeah, like he spanked me as I got up to go to the bathroom. And I was so stunned and so dumbstruck that I just stood there. I'm like, I can't believe he just did that. And instead of getting up and turning around and walking out like I should have done, I went to the bathroom, sat there on the toilet, and thought about it like, he smacked my ass. I can't believe you smacked my ass. And then, even more stupidly, I went back to the table. I was still at the point where I couldn't leave because I had 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 so much to drink. So I needed food. So I was kind of stuck. Food arrived. He kind of nibbled at the food. I ate a lot because I was drunk. And at this point, it was kind of like, okay, I need to start thinking about an exit strategy because I'm a little put off by the whole slapping the ass thing. At some point, I had gotten up to use the bathroom again. He slapped my ass a second time. 
it's going to get way worse. This is just the beginning. <laughs> so part of this was my fault because I didn't turn around and punch him in the face. It is not your fault. Him smacking your ass multiple times. That is not appropriate. So we, we get finished up and, you know, we're, we're making our way towards the end of the evening and he gets the bill for all the drinks and the food. And I did offer to buy my own meal and pretty much my own drinks because I didn't know where things were going. And I'm, I, I am kind of old fashioned and traditional, but you know, if someone says you want to do halvesies, I'm usually fine with that. He gets the bill, looks at me with the most evil gleam in his eye I've ever seen and says, you owe me. And I felt a cold chill run down my spine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, literally, I had chills. I'm like, this is not going to go well. Holy so shit. He, he bought dinner and drinks and was walking me out to my car, which was thankfully right on parked at the curb right outside the door. So we're standing there and this guy was probably maybe just a few inches taller than me. He wasn't a super big guy. Um, I'm for our, for our dear listeners, I'm a pretty tall girl. So he was, you know, an average height dude. Um, not someone that I probably would have ever felt threatened by, except that whenever he walked me to the car, he came in for the goodnight kiss and he sort of, he, he, you know, grabbed my, grabbed my, um, upper arms so that he could lean in for the kiss. And I tried, you know, kind of tried to pull away and suddenly the arms got a little tighter, like the grip on my arms got a little tighter and it was like, okay, just be cool, just be cool, just let him do it, get it over with, and walk away. You know, in my mind, I'm like, just play it cool, just be cool. And about that time, a black guy walked around the corner, and this guy that I was on a date with, he turned around, glared at the black guy who was... Honestly, if I had to guess, scared shitless because he turned on his heel, did a 180, and walked back the direction he came from. Um, as we've established, my date for the evening had a really nasty glare that could send chills down people's spine. So, guy runs away. Uh, my date turns to me and says, for a moment there, I thought that was the ghost of Michael Brown. What the actual fuck? So I'm standing there on the street corner and I kind of put my hands up on his chest and said, that's not funny. And I was trying to get him to let go of me and he wouldn't let go. And so I was just like, okay, got to get away, got to get away. And I'm like, oh, well, I had a great time. Have a good evening. I've got to get somewhere. And once he walked away and I saw him leave, I sat in my car and I was kind of, I wasn't shaking, but I was very much um, not okay. I, at that moment in time, all I could think about was, I know you and um, we, we have a, another group of friends. Mostly, I think you know them a lot better, Amanda, like the people um, 
they're kind of the actors group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were at a party that night with a bunch of our actor friends, and um, there we have a friend who's an actor. And all I could think about is that at that time was that I wanted to hug a friend of ours. You know, I just I felt so horrible that I wanted to be around people that I liked. And I remember I almost called you and said, can I come to your party? <laughs> Even though I didn't really know anyone. I was really upset and I just needed to be around people that I knew would understand how horrible what had just happened was. So um, this guy, I think we had friended each other on Facebook. So we sort of didn't talk on Facebook, sort of just ignored each other. About a month passes. I never hear again, hear from this guy again. So three weeks later, now we're at Christmas, or right after Christmas, I get an email from him, and it's like, yeah, I had the flu really bad. How are you doing? Hope you've been well. I never responded. Three days after that, I get a text message from him basically saying I'm a nasty person and how, you know, you're a shithead for not contacting me, not getting back in touch with me, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, yep, okay, all the all's well that ends well. I never have to see you or talk to you ever again, and I hope really bad things happen to you in the future. So. Wow. Yeah, that is a really bad date. <laughs> Glad that you were safe and, like, got out of that okay, and I'm glad that that unsuspecting guy who walked up on you guys there w- that there wasn't an altercation caused by this fucking asshole yeah uh, i i felt so bad for that guy my gosh so for the sake of this com- I, I never named him and i really want to like out him but i know that i can't so for the sake of this conversation we're just going to refer to him as the shithead I think that's fair. Okay. <laughs> the, the racist shithead? The racist piece of shit shithead. The, the racist predatory shithead? Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, you were in a very dangerous situation, you know? And that, unfortunately, that's stuff we have to deal with as women. Do you guys uh, have a backup plan for that? Because I've, I've, I've actually been on a date with someone who had their phone sitting there and that. It was clear she wanted to text, and I told her it's okay if you need to tell someone that you're safe or where you are. And that. But I wonder if that's not wise for everybody to do that, have a, have someone on the end of a phone somewhere. I had a string of really bad dates that year, and after that happened, I sort of made it a point to let at least two people know when I was going to go out on a date. If they don't hear from me or, you know, I'll get a text message later in the night, everything, how'd it go? You know, if, if they don't hear from me, then they know to be worried. Yeah, uh, I have something similar, especially if it's a first or second date with a guy, especially the first date. Like, there's somebody I tell. And also, we're girls. So, like, when the date's over, we want to call somebody and be like, hee, 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 this is what happened. <laughs> so, I mean, there's always that person that is going to be getting the phone call. Uh, but but I mean I we shouldn't have to 
live our lives that way. We shouldn't have to have a backup plan or a safety net. When I was in junior high, my mom gave me this little mini pepper spray to carry with me, which I probably, in hindsight, shouldn't have been carrying around with me at school because I doubt anything would have ever happened at school. But somehow knowing that it's in my purse makes me feel better. (laughs) I can listen to somebody with it, and hopefully while I distract them, I can run away. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm also very conscious of, like, where where I go on a first date. You know, I don't get picked up by the person. and Yeah, I learned my lesson on that, too. I never meet anyone at their house. It's always a public place. I try to park near uh, other cars or a light or as close to the front door as possible so that... There are always people around. In your story, you were talking about, uh, and to maybe to kind of lighten it a little bit, you said that you are kind of traditional, and it sounds like you often let the person that you're going out on a date with pay. And Erica and I had this conversation a few podcasts ago, and you were on, um, where there was a guy's perspective. And so now I want to bring this full circle back to Gareth. A friend of ours had said, a guy friend told her that he takes it as a sign that someone is not interested if they if they want to go Dutch on the check. So I kind of just want to get from Gareth, like a guy's perspective on who picks up the tab, what are the gender politics of that, how do you feel about it? Because I think Amy, may, am I wrong or do you normally let the guy pay? I normally let the guy pay and I it's a total cop out for me that if I put if if I'm not enjoying myself on a date and suddenly I offer to pay for my own half that's like okay it assuages any guilt I might have and I can walk away from this completely free and in the clear and the guy doesn't have to feel bad because he didn't have to buy anything for me. Yeah. Okay, that's Erica, doesn't that really that's interesting. I never think about that because I'm just like, no matter what, even if we have a stellar time, like, I'm just like, you know what, Mm-mm. women's rights, which means my right to pay for my, you know, for my drinks at my, like, whatever, or at least, like, throw it halfway to whatever, you know. It's one of those things where I will always offer to pay, and I'll argue if I have to, I'll steal the check if I must, but uh, I've had... Uh, dinner bought for me before and it was one of those cases that she intercepted the bill before it reached the table and paid for it and uh, I've had other people say that that I've not gone on dates with if we went on a date that they would want to pay half I'm okay with that I don't know if that necessarily gives you a perspective on if a person's interested or not um so, yeah, I just go with the polite thing. It's traditional for a guy to ask a girl out and to pay for dinner or whatever. But uh, So I go that route. But if they're going to arm wrestle me over it, I'm not going to turn it into a huge argument. So yeah, I'm okay either way. You don't see it as a signal. Like if, if, if no. we went on a date and I was like, no, I'm going to pay for my half, you don't see it as a signal. If, I, I, knew, if I knew at the beginning... I was paying for it. If I said I'm going to take care of it, and she demurred and said, "That's that's great, thank you," 
But by the end of it, if she pulled an Amy and said, I'll pay my half, then I'll, then, yeah, I would realize there was something that changed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that scenario makes sense um, as thinking somebody wasn't interested. But otherwise, yeah, because um, Erica and I were just, we wanted to dispel the myth that that, that meant the girl wasn't interested, but Amy just. I'm sorry, I blew your theory out of the water. <laughs> well, I think what, what it is is I don't think you can know. I don't think it's a signal that a guy can can use to, to measure if a girl's having a good time or not. There are some women out there who feel very strongly about their position and don't want a guy buying stuff for them, especially one that they've just met. So I can understand that. So oftentimes if it's a point of... Uh, of where you stand and, and how you want to conduct yourself and there's there's no real fight over that but if it's if it's a signal you would probably have a better idea anyway of how the conversation went mm-hmm. during the meal yeah that yeah. would just be that would just be the final nail in the coffin i'll pay for mine oh oh well <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for noticing me. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, good story. Um, I'm going to preface this story with, of all of the people I've ever went on a date with, this is the most beautiful, handsome, gorgeous man that you can ever imagine going on a date with. Uh, we met on Yahoo Personals way back in the day. Holy smokes. Mm. Yeah, that's how long ago this one was. I'm showing my age here. So he lived in Springfield. There was a little bit of a distance thing going on. Luckily, my parents have a house on a lake that was closer to him. So we by mutual arrangement, decided, okay, well, he's going to drive up from Springfield and we'll meet at the lake house and we'll hang out for the day going to a state park. It has castle ruins. They call it a castle. It's a really big old stone house that burned down in the 1930s or something like that. So there's ruins of what people call a castle. There's lots of trails. It's by a lake so he came up from Springfield we met at the lake house and we decided we were going to spend the day hiking and wandering around the castle ruins and stuff like that well this guy was six foot seven very tall beautiful man and he was also a fencer well I've always wanted to learn how to fence so he brought his fencing gear with him here we are most beautiful man in the world and me and we're learning how to fence in front of the broken down castle ruins and i've got all of his fencing stuff on which is way too big and i'm kind of floundering around like an idiot and realizing i don't know shit about fencing and he's trying to teach me and i keep doing everything wrong so about this time a Boy Scout troop wandered through, and they sat down. So in front of this castle ruins, there's a remnant of what was a fountain at one time, so there's like a circular drive. 
So we were in the middle where the fountain was, like on this dais, just everything just aligned perfectly. We're, we're giving this really bad presentation of how to fence. And the scoutmaster says, oh, do you care if we watch? And we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So all around this out, outer perimeter of this circle, there's 20 young 10-year-old boys watching. And I keep getting stabbed. And I'm feeling like a major ass. So every time I got stabbed, I made a bigger and bigger presentation of dying, very melodramatic about it. And I'd fall on the ground and kick and flail. And, you know, at that point, it was just like, okay, let's just make them laugh. I'm being stabbed and with a sword and we're laughing. So initially, the idea was he was going to drive up for the day and then go home. So we we had pretty much planned on spending the whole day. And then suddenly it's like dinner time. So he ends up going out to dinner with me and my family, which was a little bit freaky because I know that's a lot to put on someone for a first date. But he was totally cool with it. Um, We ended up at, at, at my neighbor's house and our neighbor is really tall too. So they were like comparing notes like, Oh, which one of us is taller? And um, they kept bringing out drinks and basically he and I and my parents sat on the deck at the lake and got drunk with the neighbors (laughs) after fencing in the state park. So at that point it was getting dark And it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess I should probably sober up so I can drive back home. And it's like, you know, we've got an extra bedroom. If you want to stay the night, that's perfectly fine. I don't think anybody will have a problem with that. So he was like, you know, I should have just planned on that. And I'm like, yeah, you probably should have. So he stayed. This is the first date. Cue the sexy music. Here we go. (laughs) I'll have you know I have it didn't quite go there I was playing coy a little bit I could have totally went there but I did not so my my bedroom was downstairs and the closest bathroom was on the other side of the house so I sort of took my shower and wasn't really thinking about it when I came out of the bathroom in a bath towel and he was sitting on the couch come on man (laughs) Yeah, you you, you. Yeah. I had no idea. Idea. Most beautiful man in the world. I sort of I sort of was like, oh fuck, you know, I'm like I walked out and I'm like, oh fuck, what am I doing? So I like ran across the floor, like I ran through the house really quickly. And my toe fell off. Right? (laughs) Oh I'm sorry, I just dropped my underpants in your lap. <laughs> so so he he used the facilities. He he took a shower too and he he actually asked if I had a pair like a spare clothes, a spare set of clothes or something that he could sleep in. So I actually had a pair of old flannel shorts from high school that fit him perfectly. So he took a shower and just for eveners he did the same thing and he came over and knocked on my bedroom door and he's like, Oh, do you have some, do you have a toothbrush? 
Oh my goodness. So oh my he gosh. was parading around the house in nothing but a towel, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did I mention that he was beautiful and that he worked out? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if any of you are... So there's a, a particular feature of a male anatomy, and they call it an Adonis belt. Um, I'm trying to... It's like that hip indentation for men who are really, really in good shape. You usually see it on boxers and swimmers, and it's really really a hard thing for people for men to get because they have to have really chiseled chest and abs to get this he had an adonis belt and i think i turned into a puddle on the floor we hung out on the couch and talked and this is like a bad porn movie amy i swear (laughs) to god he went to his bedroom i went to my bedroom and we both slept and nothing (laughs) happened that is only because your parents were also in the same house. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Yeah. So I actually didn't end up even kissing the guy until almost a full 24 hours later because he ended up staying for the better part of the next day, too, and we all went out in the boat. So it was like the first date was like a 36-hour date. <laughs> wow. So he gets in his, oh yeah, he drove a sports car too. He was six foot seven and drove a sports car. Like every cliche here, we're got to cover them all. So he's getting ready to head back to generic Springfield. And then he sort of gets in his car and I'm just like, oh shit, he's not going to even kiss me goodnight or kiss me goodbye. And I'm like, I thought this went really well. And then he, like, turns around, comes up to me and grabs me and gives me this very dramatic kiss. And I'm like, okay, I'm good now. (laughs) So that was my best date. Yeah, that's a really good date. And he was so easy to talk to as well. The only, like, he was just literally so fun to be around. And if anyone is wondering what happened, I screwed it up because I was really, really insecure while I was dating this guy. And all I could think about was, God, he's so good looking. What is he doing with me? So, yeah, that's what happened there, unfortunately, for anybody who is curious. I feel like a lot of us do that. I feel like it's so easy to do that. And there are all of these societal expectations we buy into and we just end up shooting ourselves in the foot oh yeah i totally shot myself in the foot but it was a fun date <laughs> yeah that sounds amazing yeah ruined it for everybody else that comes after yeah, yeah. <laughs> six bitches yeah. bod sports car fencer good lord yeah i mean it, it doesn't even sound real i mean it that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I have to come down off of that off of that memory high. So I I know the uh, the last time I talked to you guys, I sort of you you guys sort of talked me into joining Tinder, which I had always shied away from because I thought it was a hookup site. I know you can verify this, Amanda. This time, 24 hours ago, I was bitching about Tinder because I was saying, she's shaking her head yes, I was bitching about all the profiles that have nothing in them and how many how many left swipes I was making and 9 out of 10 of these people are not worth 
worth my time, not interesting. And oh yeah, I have not figured out the super like button because I keep hitting the wrong fucking button every time. I've super liked three people that I do not like. I, I do that all of the time. And here's what it is. It's because when you hit like the info button to read their profile, yeah. it's like, I'm then I, I think I need to swipe up to like get rid of it, but you have to press a different button. So like I've thought about putting it in my profile. If I super liked you, I probably meant to swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I've seen dudes who've been like, yeah, nothing personal, but that shit was not on purpose. And yeah. Like, Okay, fair enough, you know. <laughs> and I mean, for some people, maybe I didn't mean to swipe left, but I definitely didn't mean to super. I have never on purpose super liked anyone on Tinder. Yeah. So last night, I I had a really long day at work yesterday, and I got home and was just like, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. So what am I doing at 11 o'clock at night when I should be getting ready to go to bed? I'm on Tinder screwing around. And all of a sudden, I get a message. You got a super like. Go check it out. So I went and looked at this guy's profile. And it was actually really funny. He had photos. He filled out all of his information. Um, it said what he did. And he wrote, uh, he had written something, like, where it says your job. He does something with Microsoft. So I wrote him back. And all I wrote was Microsoft. Ew, and then I and then I put says a Mac user. So he wrote back, and we started talking, and he was making fun of Mac stuff. So we got into the good natured conversation of what Macs do better versus what Microsoft does better. Nothing. Um, and we started a conversation, and I. I told him, I said, well, I'm pretty tired, so my, I may not be completely uh, in, you know, I'm a little tired, so my conversation may not be as good as it should be. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty tired tonight, too. Usually I'm fluent in sarcasm. And I said, oh, that's good, because I am, too. And said, yeah, usually by this time in the conversation, I've either dropped a that's what she said or a your mom joke. And he laughed. And then he said he made a joke about you must be some kind of angel, har, har, har. And I wrote back, yeah, like a weeping angel. And then I sent a gift file of a, of a weeping angel. And he's like, oh, great. Now I can't go to sleep. So it was just a very unexpectedly <laughs> interesting conversation. Did you just say gift file? Like, like we wouldn't know just what like a gift was. We all say it like so many customers of mine. I'm like, yeah, what's your VIN? What's the vehicle ID number? And they're like, I just said it now. I it was just roughly. said it now. And they're like, my VIN number is like for my car that I just got. And I'm like, right on. Our ATM machines. Mom, we, all do it. we all do it. No, no. VIN number I get. ATM machine I get. But like, <laughs> who has to say file at the end of gift? Okay, I'll I'll take that one. No, <laughs> I thought you were giving me shit because I said GIF versus JIF. It is. Oh all- no. Who says ATM machine? <laughs> Everybody says yeah. ATM. No, they don't. No, I'm banning it. <laughs> okay. It's bad. A whole swath of a bunch of Midwesterners around here who say that. 
She can be a very busy individual. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I have to come here? Just deal with it. Not not, just come into the fold. Come on. It's just like the pod people. Like become one of us. And like your actual brain's going to be gone. You're going to be one of the pod people. Or you're going to say ATM machine. It's warm and cozy in the ATM machine. No, I will not say Legos. I will not say ATM machine. <laughs> I will yeah. not say garage. I, I will not say garage. Garage. It's a garage. It's a garage. Garage. No, it's not garage. Well, that's an accent thing. Uh, I got a garage. <laughs> no, you don't. You've got a garage. Gary is raging against the machine. <laughs> Why is Gary so mad? What's going on, Gary? Yeah. Talk to us, man. Raging, raging against the machine, but not an ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great parody band, wouldn't it? Rage Against the ATM Machine. Yeah. No, because you're saying ATM machine. It would be terrible. <laughs> well, Amy, those were a couple of real highs and lows. Those two stories of your best and worst dates. I was just going to say, I've got a whole lot more. Well, I've got a whole lot more bad dates that are kind of funny now. So I can save some more for later. (laughs) It's funny because I was hoping to have some bad online dates, but we like to share on the podcast. But with COVID, everybody has been really nice. Yeah. Well, things are opening up, so give it a week or two, and you'll just be like, this person, let me tell you. Yeah. They're out there. They're just waiting. We'll all be back to assholes in a couple of weeks. No worries. I I will say an update on me and my, my constant COVID anxiety. I did go get a COVID test. And? And I came back negative. Yay. Because I was worried about Gareth. I had gone to a funeral and a protest, and I feel like there was one other thing I did that, and so I'd been a ball of stress, and so I I got it. Let me ask, when they open things up again, are you going to go on a date with someone who hasn't had a COVID test? Oh, God, Gareth. This is what I ask myself every day, so... There is this guy that I've been seeing, and we're kind of, I think we're making plans for our third date. I do feel like our next date, like, I'm done. Oh, he just, oh, funny, he just texted. His ears <laughs> must have been ringing. <laughs> but uh, but it's like, I'm ready to not be social distance. Like, we've been talking for two months, at least. And I'm sort of like, at this point, we need to find out if there's any physical connection. And I, I, I think he was a little worried because I had gone to those protests. And I didn't get the test for him at all. I got the test, like, for me and my anxiety. But I kind of want to be like, yeah, hey, I am, like, an STD. I am negative. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that he doesn't have COVID because he's very strict on the social distancing. Go up at his house with, like, a swab or something. Just say so you're going to swab him for COVID first. Oh, Yeah. See what is that going to be is. the new pickup line? I'm here to swab you for COVID. You know what? The the COVID swab is not fun. I'm just going to... I mean, it's not bad. I mean, well, they, they, they jab a Q-tip up your nose, and it and it doesn't feel that great. But it's 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 it doesn't hurt. It's just sort of like, ah, you know. 
And I waited enough time after the protest to get tested that I feel like it was a, you know, wasn't just a, like it hadn't shown up yet. So I feel pretty good. So anyway, so we'll see. And I'm I'm happy that he texted now. So I'll, I guess I'll talk to him when we're done with the podcast. But definitely go with how you feel, though. You should definitely, if there's any kind of stopping point and you feel like that needs to move on to the next thing, then you need to to take it. You need to take it. Oh, like move on to the next level in the relationship, you mean? Yeah. If you feel you're there and they're not there, then you're maybe not in the same place. Then maybe it's just not going to go where you want it to go. Yeah, and I mean, I'm totally okay. I'm not totally okay if he doesn't want to because I'm sort of like it's – it's time to shit or get off the pot to say it. <laughs> That's so romantic. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, quick check in with Erica. Um, how are things? You know, I know we don't have time for like a in depth, but yeah, how, how are they in general? Very good. Oh. Very good. Oh my God, you're good at throwing out these little. Oh, and I'm not trying to like I'll, like hype it to That's tease fine. it, but like we'll talk about it, but it's really, really good. Like with the guy that you went to the Greek restaurant with? Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Sweet. And yeah. Gareth Yeah, Gareth, do you have anything on the horizon? Are you talking to anybody that you're that you're hopeful about? I'm talking to someone who's a long way away. <laughs> like a 15 hour drive away which is a part of the covid problem she's nice enough though but the distance is going to be an issue so yeah. i don't know if that one's going to get off the ground but even if you are in the same city because of covid everything is kind of long distance has a long distance feel well i've done a I, lot of long distance it's yeah. difficult at, at the end of the day you kind of have to like you said shit or get off the pot with long distance um but she's funny and she deserves a meal so one day down the line i'll maybe take the 15 hour trip and buy her dinner she could drive seven and a half hours each way like one way yeah you need to find something in the middle yeah yeah well good luck so yeah hope it hope it goes somewhere and we're gonna have a follow-up like once this happens will you come back and tell us yes i will Hooray! Yay! All the secrets. <laughs> well, even stuff you don't want to tell, just be like, eh, it was awesome, or, eh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, guys, well, I think that does us for this episode. So, um, again, it was wonderful always talking to you guys. Thank you, Gareth and Amy, for being our special guests. Thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about myself all night. Oh, that's why we yeah. got you on here, girlfriend. Yeah, that's, that was the and, purpose of this episode. <laughs> um, Erica, any final thoughts? Uh, just stay well and stay safe and go out, but still go out there and have a good time, you guys, and email us, text us, do whatever, and come on the show. Tell us stories, you guys. We want to hear stories. Yeah. Please. And then, and the email to do that is letswipepod at gmail.com. So I think that's it. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.